You're listening to the Carl Jackson Podcast, available on Spotify. Hey, you want to hear inspirational music and talk? Download the CJC radio app right now in the App Store. What are you waiting for? Download it now. So anointed. Now we cut to Under the Influence, and we're gonna put these two albums together: Under the Influence and Revive Us Again. Revive Us Again was such a huge uh, single when it came out. Tell us about Revive Us Again. I, I, I think that single probably was—I don't know if I want to say it was, it was the biggest single of Anointed's career, but I think it was probably in the top two. Wouldn't you say? You know, the top three. Yeah, especially in CCM um, with Revivers. You know what? Well, do, you, do you think that album? Under the Influence yeah. and Send Out a Prayer. Well, I don't uh, I, To be honest, between Revivers and, and Under the Influence, I don't know. <laughs> Listen to me. Revivers was, it was Revivers a was huge. Song. Oh my that, goodness. That was huge. It was amazing. I think they still, in matter of fact, when I do hear Anointed songs from that time period, that's probably the one I hear the most. Right. Is yeah. Revive Us Again. More so than Under the Influence. Yes. And But I feel like Under the Influence was bigger. Yeah. But I remember Revive Us Again was so huge that it's hard to really judge. It like, is, I don't know. It is. I think Under the Influence, you still, because that project came after the call, you still had some of a, a, a cross 
right. you know, of gospel. So it was kind of the bridge. The bridge between right. uh, Revival, so it's really a strong CCM song. Right. Uh, and so the market really embraced that. It was almost almost like, it was edgy, almost EDM-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The song was very, it almost had a rock EDM right. vibe to it. But yet you're straight. Straight on the floor, straight four on the floor, right? You know, <laughs> right? And it and it was, it was churchy enough mm-hmm. to where you didn't scare off anybody. Exactly. Yeah. So that album, um, so both albums had three members. Yes. Um, yes and um, you guys were still touring. Tell us, tell us how you felt just being pretty much the, not only the lead, one of the lead singers of the of the group, because you all, you you guys all sung these songs but you were the at least the only male member uh tell us how you felt during the time that these albums were were out and released because i want to kind of we're going to pivy into the other side of anointed after this question like where where it went and where do you think uh it should have gone versus where it went but yeah the first these first two albums um Tell us a little bit about how you felt during the time that you were touring and, and promoting these yeah. records. Well, um, after the call, I, I think that between the call and under the influence, um, because there were definitely some changes happening uh, with the personnel of the group um, and us trying to figure out so much uh, as far as, you know, are we going to be a quartet or are we going to be a trio? What are we going to how are we going to continue to exist? And so during that time, it took so much of our um, of our thought time and a lot of our tension. So the Under the Influence project was was really kind of the record company coming in to kind of salvage their investment. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Right. So they they called a lot of shots during that time, probably more so than than they had more influence. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> no, of influence, no pen, right? No right. So they had more influence on that one than the call, just because of where we were. So you feel like basically, if you guys had had more control over where it went, it would have been more in the vein of the call versus. It most definitely it would have because right. we were the ones that really represented making sure that they stayed in a in a got had a, with the gospel flair and the and the um the R&B flair. So we were the balance. We kind of counteracted. You know, we kind of balanced each other out there. Now, I felt the Revivus again was a little bit closer to the call. It was. Yeah. Is it, so why do you think they fought so hard to keep it away from the call, even though the call was kind of really one of the biggest records that they sold. Because it's, a, I think, I think it's because of the acceptance in the CCM world. Gotcha. They were a CCM label, right? So they knew how to work it. We, you know, with the call, we actually, even though we were on Mer Records, we had the gospel department that were involved with certain songs. We had Epic Records, who was our mainstream mm, distribution. So you had a they lot were of responsible people. for gotcha. taking uh, the it's in, God, it's in God's Hands Now, making the remix, doing the video, all of that. So for in order for that to have happened the way that it did, we needed all of those ah. elements because they understood their world. The gotcha. Now, with Under the Influence... We didn't really have a lot of the influence of the other labels during that particular time. Totally makes so sense. So, because of a time frame, they had to hurry up and get it done. 
And they were like, well, let's make it a project that we are, are really Familiar sure with, right. that we can push. Right. You know. And so that's what they did. And, you know, we had strong numbers. I mean, our numbers were really strong in the CCM as far as our sales. And so they felt like, well, let's see if we can build on that. Now, as a result of that, you know, we, 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 I think that we probably lost a few of our following because they felt like it kind of went a little further away, uh, uh, too far for them musically into a CCM direction. Because um, you can't get no more CCM than I adore you. You, wow. you can't get no more CCM. Yeah, and, and I love that song. Yeah, uh, uh, I love. Yeah. Let me. I'm first to say it on my podcast. Yeah. I love that song. Wow. But it's a CCM song. Yeah. I'm, and to be very honest with you, like I've never told anybody this before, but it was a stretch for me. Really? Because I didn't. I don't. I didn't come from a CCM necessary background musically. So a lot of the things that we did. It wasn't. I didn't necessarily feel was one hundred percent who I was, mm. but I made it who I was. Okay. Yeah, because there's soul in that song. Yeah, there's soul in. There's it, a lot of soul. You know, and some of that soul I had to fight for. Because <laughs> <laughs> they was like, it's too much soul. Yeah, you know. Because this ain't soul train. The other thing, well, we'll talk about it a little oh, later yeah. on. But my thing was, I don't know. I did just didn't understand why there were some groups in that world that were able to do what they would consider the vocal aerobics Many. and acrobatics. And I had to water everything down. I even remember seeing groups. I won't say names because again, I don't want to offend. That's not what the show is about, but there were groups that were of Caucasian race. Uh, and I'm just putting it out there because I actually witnessed it where you guys were bigger than the groups that they were closing the shows, mm-hmm. but they would have you guys kind of like be the secondary group even though everybody came mm. to see you guys yeah yeah I'm, yeah i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna talk about it and i'm not gonna say the name of the groups because it's really two major groups that are no longer even in existence anymore mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter yeah. but they were trying so hard to make these groups like anointed have the same popularity and they just wasn't cutting it yeah. even though they were singing soulful even though they, they were doing the same things that you were doing naturally they were struggling to do it but they did it and i saw that so that goes to what you're talking about i would assume right it was very difficult and i mean i could really go into details with it well yeah exactly (laughs) it was i mean it was difficult for us because and and i'll just say this because i've never ever been able to say this in an interview we would go out on tour and we would get off the bus and those some of the artists that you mentioned would be greeted by the people and we would come off the bus at the end. And and I'm just telling you a reality. Right, 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 right. You know, I, I love everybody. And right. I'm not, you know. I'm Absolutely. Issues. But um, well, we would come off the bus and when we would, we would, they would grab the, all of the other uh, group's luggage and send them to the green room and show them where to go for the concert. And we would get off the bus and we would actually walk through the crowd and no one would say a word. They wow. would us. They wouldn't, they didn't even acknowledge who we were. Wow. So we would think, well, maybe they just think that we're the help. The help. Or something <laughs> like that. Because, you know, maybe they just don't know it. But then. And I, this is, at, and let, let me let the audience know, this is at the pinnacle, like yeah, at the yeah, top yeah. of your career. And so we would walk through the door. and But then I would see a poster on the door. And I'm like, well, there we are right there. So they should know who we are. And so, but, but one thing that we learned is that you just, you do what you do. 
um, and you, you don't blame anybody for mm. not knowing who you are. Mm. You, really, if you don't expect it, you're not surprised. Mm, I okay? like that. And so my mama always taught me, child, that's just part of one of our songs. Come on. Taught me to know how to take care of yourself. And you'll never be in a situation where, you know, you're out on, you're out on a limb. So we learned, hey, they didn't send us to a, a green room. We'll find a bathroom in the lobby. Come and on. change in one of the stalls. Wow. You know? And I've had to do that. Are you serious? Absolutely. At the peak of where yes, anointed was at, I you were doing it. I had to do that because they didn't have rooms for us. And this was in the 90s. And we would get on the stage and I would always tell the girls, I would say, don't worry about it. I said, don't worry about it. I said, afterwards, there'll be a, it'll be a difference. It'll be a change. And I didn't say that out of arrogance. I just knew that they didn't know who we were. Exactly. And so we would get up and we would do those songs under the influence, the call, send out a prayer, uh, all of those songs, revivals, the songs that they knew that they, they remember hearing. Oh yeah. They knew but them. They never connected the, the faces music to the faces. Wow. And so we would be sitting down and we would be signing, uh, the CDs and they would run to the table. The same people who ignored us coming in, they would run to the table. Wow. And they would go, oh my gosh, I didn't know you guys sang that song. They, that's my favorite song. These wow. are my favorite songs. And they're going crazy. Wow. You know? And you know what we did? We embraced them. We signed their CDs. We gave them hugs. We took pictures. Because we realized that that was the reality right. of the world that we were in. Wow. You know? And there are people, I've never told this before, but there was this one guy that came up to us on that tour that I met you at. It was a clay cross tour. Right. And he, he came up to the table. He was crying. He was, I mean, tears flowing down his, his face. He came up to us and he said, I, I was convicted tonight. He said, I was, I was raised to be racist. He said, I was raised to be racist. And he said, and you all started singing a song that was one of my favorite songs. And I did not know that you were black. And I didn't know it was you who sang that song. And he said, and while I was listening to you sing, I was convicted in my spirit. Wow. And I had to come up to y'all and ask you for forgiveness. Are you serious? I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Wow. I'm telling the truth. So. Part of being that bridge was is actually part of being misunderstood or not being treated fairly and having the grace to be able to deal in those situations and respond the right way. Because ultimately the goal was to bring reconciliation and unity, not only in the church world, but among the races. Right. And that's what, what I believe that God used us to do. Wow. That is, wow. <laughs> that is, that is amazing. Yeah. So as you guys are at the top of your career, you guys still basically experienced racism. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we just called it misunderstanding. We just called it ignorance. A lot of them, they didn't know. They did not know. Um, how they responded was not the wisest thing, but a lot of them turned around. A lot of them, they just realized, I believe at that moment that they had prejudged us at the bus, getting our things out the bottom. They determined 
that they must not be of you know a, a major part of what's going on and didn't realize that we were actually co-headliners on the tour. Right. Did you ever did you ever feel though uh, even in the industry that side of it as well in terms of racism? And I know this is look we you and I have talked not on the podcast but just as friends <laughs> but you know, we got to get into it a little bit because yeah. we did say we were going to talk about it a little bit so let's talk about and again you know we're, we're saying this this show as i told you guys when i started this podcast i said look i'm going to start this podcast because i think it will help people yeah. uh, a lot of people send me questions through social media through email about filmmaking, about spirituality, because of some of my stuff on Facebook. Uh, so every guest I have on the show, I like to share stories because it helps people. Yeah, it helps absolutely. people get free of things. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of people who are dealing with certain, I mean, right now we're, we're dealing with Donald Trump saying things about our Muslim brothers and sisters, yeah. you know, so it, it's not just a black or white thing. Right. So tell us a little bit, Whatever you can share, and you've shared with me a lot, but I know yeah. some things you can't say. But t share with me at least some of the struggles that you've had, even in the industry, because we we understand the the whole tour and and some of the, the street racism. But what about yeah. industry people, people who are supposed to be writing the checks, people who are supposed to be pushing the records, who were kind of like, uh, did yeah. you struggle with that? I mean, even no. as far as the somebody was telling me the other day, um, and the, the Dove Awards are now becoming more and more integrated mm. color-wise, but that at one time it was like a struggle even there yeah. to get people of color yeah. on those stages. I, I'll have to say, as far as the Dove was concerned, I remember when we first entered the industry, there was a, there was an apparent um, discord. There was, there was a lot of confusion, and um, and there was a, almost like a rally to make it a little bit more, you know, just... Uh, universal, more multicultural. Um, and, and I can truly say that um, we were embraced by the Doves. I think that um, maybe because we were singing with Michael W. Smith. That does help. And maybe, <laughs> or when we sang with Brian Duncan. That helps too. You know, and so... I, I call him soul brother, white brother yeah. number one. So I think that that helped. But I think... Uh, you know, our approach was a little different, you know, than some of our counter, um, you know, gospel, um, you know, uh, friends that were trying. To so basically what you, so what you're saying is it was but, more so the black people more so than white. Is that? Well, no, I just I, I think that there was still an issue. Gotcha. I can't really speak about whether or not the approach that they gave ah, they did ah, to, to make it a better situation. I got the right approach, I got a bad you. approach. Um, we just stayed, we just stayed with the music and we just stayed with being the best that we could be. And I think that as a result of that, um, you know, God showed us favor with Michael W. Smith. So that when he was on it, he, we were performing with him, you know, Brian, we were performing with him. Now we were asked for the third time to perform. Um, and we said that we would, we weren't going to perform with any other artist. We wanted to perform by ourselves. And that was the Reviver song. It was a hot song. It was a strong song, but we didn't want to get into a habit or a pattern of having to always be with another artist. Yeah. 20 feet from stardom. Everybody else 
right. had their own sets at some point. Right. And so that was kind of a strong call that we made. And, and it benefited us because they gave us that opportunity. And that year we sang on the Dove Awards by ourselves. And it was amazing. Wow. Um, uh, we, we experienced some things on tours, you know, where, um, you know, we were actually told, you know, that the lighting crew wasn't supposed to give us a certain amount of lighting and treatment uh, because even though we were co-billed, we still went first in a lot of, of the cities. And so they wanted to present it even, you know, as if we were an open act as far as the lighting presentation. Um, and so we knew that going in, uh, that was, <laughs> wow. that was very difficult to know, you know, because wow. we were supposed to be a big family. Uh, but, and these are on tours with major other yeah, CCM other major artists. artists. Yeah. Wow. But I'm going to show you how God, even in a situation like that worked it out. We befriended those lighting crew. So after the concerts, after the tours, we would go out to dinner with them. Mm. And we were just kind to them. We mm. were just friendly with them and spent time with them. Wow. And before you knew it, every tour date after that, there were more and more lights being added wow. to our show. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> to the point that by the middle of the tour, there was no difference. Wow. Between our presentation. Now, we didn't argue. We didn't fuss. We didn't pick up the phone. Right. And start going off on. Right. You're supposed to be blue, 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 blue. Right. Record label. Because if it's supposed to be cold bill, then it should be the best from the top to the bottom. Absolutely. It should be the, the you know, visually and, and musically. And, you know, even we had to, we were in charge of our own wardrobe when others were given wardrobe. We were in charge of our own staging. We had to come up with that, even though others had people coming in to do staging for them. It's the reality of the world that we lived in. But what did we do? We just looked to God and we said, you know what? You gave us this gift. You gave us the gifts, the talents. And we pulled that thing together. And before we knew it, by the end of the tour, the other artist was doing stuff that we came up with. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm telling you the truth. Wow. You know? That's crazy. So, so, so um, let me get this straight. So, this is basically at the pinnacle of your guys' career as anointed the group. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, how did, how did, how did, so it's, it's, it sounds so much like the stories you hear with Dorothy Dandridge, Dandridge <laughs> or Harry Belafonte. I mean, it's, yeah. it's still the same. Why do you think that was? And why do you think that, that, was happening, well, especially in Christian. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, the thing about it is the bot, the bottom line is it's still a business mm. and the bottom line is money. It right. really is. And I understand that part. When you, when you sign a contract, you become a product, right? And you're a product that's compared to all of the other product out there. And they're all just fighting for that. Literally the consumer, and but so, but but let me let me stop you there. It's, okay, you you're being nice. Okay, <laughs> let, I, I cut the BS. Listen, cut. Well, I, I'm serious. That, no no but no but no is. but listen but listen. You guys were people were coming to see you guys. That's, that's pretty what clear. I was told. That's pretty. That's pr no. It's not what you're told. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's what they were doing. So how did you not want to at least acknowledge that? 
Because it seems like to I me, it. you we did acknowledge did it. Okay. Acknowledged it, and okay. it's not like we didn't talk about it right. among ourselves. But you, you're just saying you never had a fight about it. You no. never was going to go in somebody's face and I make it. I didn't have to fight about it. Right. When the reviews in the magazine came back in our favor, mm. and I say that very humbly. <laughs> <laughs> You better humble yourself <laughs> and confidently but, say I that. Mean, right. I, I said, but I didn't, I didn't have to fight about right. it. Right. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I, I, can't, I can't go into more detail. I gotcha. I you know what I mean? It's almost like we were raised, you know, let God fight your battles for you. You know what I mean? And so, and, and that's not to say there's some things you can't, you should not speak up for yourself. Because I believe that there's some things that you do need to speak up and be people, men, women of business. And we we did that appropriately. Yeah, but the Holy Scripture you know said I mean? the Holy but Scripture. In this case, right, right. we felt like don't worry about it. You just do what you do, and and, and your gift will love, make room. For it'll you. make room for you. Right. We love the people. Exactly. We love the people. We gave them. Uh, we I, I wasn't singing because I wanted my record to sell. I was singing because I was given a. It's called a gift. It was a gift that's to be given without strings attached and so you know I, I that's what i wanted to do i wanted to give you a gift instead of having the string oh but i want you to you know uh you know buy more of my product or this or that it was like no i'm giving you the gift because god gave it to me you know and as a result of that they felt uh that we were genuine people will come up and they would say i feel that you are authentic mm-hmm. there's something about you that's real you know because that was the whole purpose right. of us being there. So it was like, I, hey, you know, there was some, as a matter of fact, on that tour, there were some cities they had to switch the order and have us close. Are you serious? Set. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the I'm proof just, is in the pudding. I'm just saying, you know, and, and the, the groups, everybody, are, they were amazing wonderfully talented people on the road you know our whole thing was we get we got along with everybody on the bus um and did it the the best that we could to just really you know have a a a sense of camaraderie and unity there you know and when we got on the stage there was no competition from our perspective there was no competition from our perspective because i can't compete with you i don't have your gift i don't have your story you know but what i can do is share mine Listening to the Carl Jackson Podcast.